to episode 14 of View from the Sideline podcast. I am Chris and Rich is here. Hi Chris, good evening. Good evening, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good, can't complain, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Uh, what is good. coming up on this week's episode? So, episode 14, uh, no Premier League games from the weekend, so uh, we don't have a review this week, but we've got the teaser. We have got the review of League One and League Two because there was matches over the weekend. We're going to talk briefly about uh, England's games over the last week uh, and Rooney's farewell, which we we spoke about in in length a bit last week. So we're going to touch on that. Uh, special topic this week is around the Premier League and is it really the best league in the world? So plenty of debate and lots of facts I expect in uh, this week's special topic. Uh, summary of the predictions, then we will uh, reveal the answer to this week's teaser and then we'll let you know what's coming up next week. So I'll get straight into the teaser, Chris. Yep. Uh, waste no time on that. So... Uh, a little bit of pressure on you this week, especially because of last week, me getting it right. Well, and, and so, because Adam, Adam got his right as well. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You're throwing easy ones out, I think. Yeah. So, uh, my teaser to you this week is, against which country did Wayne Rooney score his 50th England goal to become the country's all-time leading scorer? So against which country did he net his 50th goal, which put him ahead of Bobby Charlton? A lie. I have no idea. Ah. <laughs> I'll have to have a little think about that That's one. That's a good one. Yeah. I, did, I, I actually knew it before I wrote it. I, knew, oh. I, did, I did know that one when I saw the question. I'll have to try and envisage my mind, my football mind. It's 2015. That's your clue. That's when it was. I can't remember what happened yesterday, let alone... <laughs> anyway, uh, well, speaking of, uh, of Rooney, uh, what did you make of uh, last Thursday? Uh, I, I don't I don't think I changed my opinion, really. Um, I, I still couldn't quite get my head around it. I think as far as the game went, I thought I thought it was OK. I thought England put, put a decent performance in. Um, I'm not sure what what sort of threat America were actually going to give, but I thought it gave a few of the fringe players in the squad a chance. It, I mean, when he came on, I, I, I've got to admit, I did think it'd be, it would be quite nice if he, if he scored, but I just, I, I still can't get my head around it, to be honest. They didn't, they didn't really do anything after the game for him either, was it? It was like the final whistle went and then he just kind of went round at the pitch, clapped at a few fans, and then that was it. I thought maybe they were going to present him with something, or but they did present him with something at the beginning. I think before the game, I think um... Harry Kane did something, and he had his. I think he had. He's got four boys, hasn't he? I think he had three of his sons on the pitch with him, and he, he did get some sort of. Oh, I didn't see that. Glass all the very start. That's pretty much about five minutes into it, I think, but. Uh, I thought England, I thought they actually played quite well on Thursday, even though they didn't have what you would call the strongest side out that they could have put out. Obviously, they were saving that for Sunday, but um, I thought Sancho played quite well. I thought uh, he was probably the the player that stood out the most for me, anyway. But um, I, yeah. I thought they played okay. I just it's yeah. just the whole. I don't think America were that. I don't think they 
really tested England really at all. I don't think throughout the whole game they had a good spell in the second half, but other than that, it was just a, a, another friendly, really, wasn't it? They're an okay side. I don't think they're much of a match for like <clears throat> the, the the bigger teams in Europe. I think no. that's why I'd, I I kind of guess that's why. Rooney came out because it was against the USA and he's playing there now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but yeah, it would have been nice to see him score, but I suppose it's done now, isn't it? Nearly. 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 nearly, But I mean, the the 120th cap doesn't sort of push him any closer to, I think Peter Shilton's above him, I think. I'm not sure if Bet. Yeah, I mean he's on a round number now. I suppose maybe yeah. maybe that was the benefit. And then, Sunday uh, was a different story though. That was yeah. a that was a that was a, a great game and success for England to go to. Um, yeah, good. I, I still don't get the format of the right. Nations League, but tried, I'm not sure. I tried reading it; it gave me a headache reading it. I know that so they've qualified for uh, like a little tournament next. Um, well, they've well, they've. They've qualified for the semi-finals. Yeah, there's only four teams in it, right? As far as I'm aware. Yeah, well, that's semi-finals, isn't it? Four yeah. teams. I think Switzerland, Portugal, Holland, and England. I think if you're England, you'd probably be looking at probably winning that. But um, well, they should do. And then I think they also qualify for Euro 2020, but there's like a few. Like it's so complicated. So it is complicated, but then if they qualify, do they still have to go through the through the I group so. stages? Yeah, it seems a bit pointless. It's it's yeah. almost like ten friendlies. Yeah, well, they have to do the, the. They still do it, and then if they even if they finish, so if they finish second, I don't know. How, I I would have just thought that all the people that have qualified would just go into a group and just play friendlies. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but it was a good comeback for England, I thought. No, it was a good win. I think what I, at this point, if anyone does understand the Nations League, please, please let us know, because yeah, we're, we're struggling. Just message us on something, because I, I read the official UEFA Nations League website, and I read half a page, and I literally couldn't read any more, because I was just so confused about the, the qualification process. Um, mm. But... The only thing I was thinking about is if England win the Nations League, is it really like that much of a big deal? Well, I think it should. I think it has to be. Do you think it will be, or do you think it's like? Do you think it's going to be third to the other two? Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's ever going to touch the Euros, and it no. certainly won't, won't ever touch the World it's... Cup. But I yeah. guess a, tro- a trophy's a trophy. I mean, yeah, I guess so. They've. I, I don't think anyone really expected them to get out of that group, really. I suppose, yeah, they they have beaten Croatia and Spain, so I suppose you could say uh, Croatia got to the World Cup final and obviously knocked us out of the semi, so you could kind and, of say... And, and France, who won it, uh, they haven't got through. So Holland, Germany Holland, Germany Holland, came Holland. bottom. That, that comeback from Holland the other night was pretty good as well. Yeah, it was, but, yeah. But the, the, the thing that puzzles me is Scotland, for example. So Scotland won their group and they have now yeah. qualified for a Euro Championships playoff. Yeah. So do they still have to go through the qualifications? This is the, this is the sort of thing I don't get. <laughs> if, I, if they're I, guaranteed I a playoff place, why, why bother playing qualifiers? Anyway, 
I'm not sure. We'll move on. Yeah. So you uh, you want to go on to the League One summary for the weekend? Yes. So uh, League One. So Portsmouth still remain two points clear at the top, and that's even despite not playing at the weekend. Uh, Sunderland are in second, but they could only draw one one all at home to Wickham, who are in fifteenth. Barnsley are in third. They won their third game in a row with a 2-0 away win at Accrington Stanley. Peterborough have now dropped to fourth. So if we go back uh, a few weeks, it was Portsmouth and Peterborough, sort of first and second. But they've dropped to fourth now. They only managed the 1-1 draw at home to bottom of the table, Bradford. So I think Peterborough will see that as two points dropped. Uh, Luton are in fifth after beating Plymouth 5-1 and Charlton are in sixth, uh, and but they also didn't play at the weekend. Uh, none of the bottom four won. Bradford uh, are bottom, uh, but as mentioned, they did pick up a point away at Peterborough. Wimbledon lost their fifth game in a row. They're now second to bottom. They lost 2-1 away to Doncaster. Plymouth sit in 22nd uh, after their 5-1 defeat at Luton. And Bristol Rovers make up the bottom four after losing 2-1 at home to 17th place Scunthorpe. So it was a bit of a battle at the the bottom, that one. Um, As you know, Chris, I like to keep an eye on the form teams in in the leagues. Uh, To be honest, there aren't many in this league. Uh, It's only really Portsmouth, Sunderland and Luton who are all in the top six that are in good form. Uh, none of those three have lost in their last five games. But apart from that, it's um, it's all over the place a bit, really. Teams winning one week, then losing the next, then drawing. So um, it's only the top six that are sort of pulling away, really. That's League One. OK, so uh, League Two. Uh, MK Dons have moved to the top of their league after they beat Maxfield 2-0. Uh, they actually leapfrolled Lincoln, whose game against Yeovil was postponed. Uh, can you guess why it was postponed, Rich? International call-ups. Yeah, the, the four players were off the end as last time. So, uh, yeah, so that game... So Yeovil has got two games in hand now. So, yeah. so uh, the, big game, <laughs> the, the playoffs are calling. Yeah, the big game <laughs> in League Two uh, this weekend was uh, Newport versus Colchester. Uh, both were in the playoffs before this game, um, but as New- Newport came out on top on that one, they won 2 0. Uh, so they actually have moved up the table, so they sit in third, and uh, they are third with a minus two goal difference now. <laughs> so they still have not clawed that goal difference back. Um, Mansfield are fifth after a 1 0 win against Port Vale. X uh, in sixth drew 2 2 with Northampton. And Trimet a seventh uh, after uh, they lost away by three goals to two. Uh, so at the bottom, Maxfield is still bottom after they lost to MK Dons 2 0. Uh, Cheltenham out of the bottom now uh, after they an impressive away win 3 uh, 0 against Notts County. So Notts County actually drop into the bottom two now. So they're back there. And just one other thing. Uh, new so Swindon got a new manager last week, uh, Richie Wellens. Uh, but he couldn't have asked for a worse start as he actually lost his first game by four goals to nil at home. So 
That's not how you mean to uh, start your new job. Uh, he's getting sacked. He's getting sacked in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it now at the ground. They were probably like the away, the away fans would probably say he's getting sacked in the morning. <laughs> then he didn't have the job for uh, two days. But uh, other other news that's happened in the last twenty four hours. Uh, Darren Way, the Oval manager, has been given a contract extension for two years, um, which hasn't gone down great amongst some Oval fans I saw on Twitter. Uh, they were not happy about that, but because he actually came out and said the team were in the best place they've been for five years, so yeah, not not gone down very well. Just what's wrong with that? I know we've probably got loads of Yeovil fans that listen to this, but what what's wrong with saying that? Why has that well, not gone down very well? I think it's well. They've been back to back relegation. They have struggled in the last five years, but I think people do not see him as the manager that's going to move the club forward back up to League One. I think that's that's what it is. I. There's 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 another thing as well about the money that's come into the club that's not necessarily being spent in the right areas either. Uh, yeah, but I, 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 the, the only reason I, I, I think that's what we need at the moment. They yeah, need, I, they I need stability. So I, I, I know. Really used to it, to be honest with you, I, well, I know we spoke about job. I know we spoke about Yeovil um, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, and without running the risk of another goal montage being being put in this episode. Always. The <laughs> montage is just one click away. I just, I, I, I guess my reason for asking is, I mean, from obviously talking to yourself, Chris, over the last couple of years, etc., they, they always seem to be flirting with relegation. So, and they seem pretty stable in, in mid-table this year. And I, I just, I'm just curious to know why. Why that's a bad thing to say? Yeah, I just, you know, I I think you know, four years ago they were playing in the championship, and I think it's, yeah, I think that a lot of fans, I think, were expecting a little bit more, too much maybe. I think at the time, and to be fair, I don't think he's personally done that bad of a job. To be honest with you, I also I thought this. He's probably right in saying that the squad is in the best place because I think he has bought in the p- better players than they have done in the last four years. So in that in that way, he is right. But I think when you look at the defeats that they've had this season, uh, I think that that's why some people have taken it. You know, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's just expectations. Yeah, but I don't know. For, for people of people. Well, people have got their opinions on it. If they're, oh, yeah, they're obviously entitled to have that. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. Just, just curious, Chris. Just showing a bit of interest. Well, it's, it's quite in your hometown part, club. Quite a short part one, um, because of uh, the, the no Premier League review. But we are going to be back in part two with our special topic, uh, which is obviously around. Is the Premier League the best league in the world? We've got a bit on predictions, the teaser answer, and then what was coming up next week. So, yeah, that's the end of part one.
Hello and welcome back to part two of episode 14 of View from the Sardine podcast. Uh, so we're going to get on to our special topic now, uh, which is the question of, is the Premier League really the best league in the world? So I'll, I'll kick off, Chris, if you, if you don't mind, because I think I think there's right. two ways that there's two ways to look at this. I think one 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 aspect of it is is pretty easy to answer i think the other the, the other aspect is is a lot more difficult i think there's a lot of pros and cons to 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 saying whether it is the best league in the world so the the first aspect for me is is it the most commercially attractive league in the world and for that i don't think you can deny that it probably is there's a really strong case to say the Premier League as a brand worldwide is probably the most attractive league. Would you agree? Yeah, I would de- definitely agree uh, with, with that. Um, the, the commercial side of it, when I was looking, looking into this, it was quite staggering how much more money is invested into the Premier League than any other league in the world. And what what surprised me even more is when I looked at the uh, 2016-2017 season of the money that each league was, um, the revenue they made, uh, the Premier League was top, almost double what most other leagues were getting. But surprisingly, the the league in second that made the the second most revenue was the German league, which quite shocked me, really, but... I, I was expecting, you know, with with people like Real Madrid and Barcelona in the Spanish league, I was expecting them to be up there, but apparently not. No, well, I think so. I think the if you look at if you look at all leagues in all sports across the world, this is a good topic for me because it's just full of full of interesting stats that, yeah. and facts. <laughs> so, so, so I do like this one. So, the, the Premier League is the fourth highest grossing sports league in the world um, with regards to revenue uh, and it's fourth behind only the three major uh, yeah North American sports so NFL American football Major League Baseball and and the NBA so the Premier League sits fourth so it's, it's just over five billion I think the revenue was in in the season that you referred to 2016-17. Yeah, it was four, yeah, just under 5. It, it it it's scary really when you think about the money that's that's in the the sports in in North America for the Premier League to only be behind the three of those. And and like you say I think if if you look at the overall uh, the overall league so I know you said the Bundesliga is is second behind the Premier League, but overall in that table it's sixth. So it's the sixth highest grossing sports league in the world. It's just it's just because I didn't, you know, I, I know they got Bayern Munich and Dortmund, but I was just thinking more along the line when I was looking into it. I was expecting Spain to be right up there with the Premier League. I had a feeling the Premier League would be top, but I didn't expect Spain not to be first or second. Well, La Liga is seventh, so seventh, just behind yeah. the Bundesliga. Then Serie A is eighth, and then uh, the the top division in France is is the next highest European league in eleventh. Um, 
I think I think I'm right in saying that La Liga's have have slightly restructured their television deal to be more in line with the Premier League, uh, where the money is more evenly split, which is, which I found quite interesting because because yeah. currently I think it, it's very top heavy with regards to the TV rights and the revenue that the clubs get. But um, yeah, I have read for, for next season that they're changing it to, to, like I say, to be more in line with the Premier League. So it will be a bit of a a more even split. But um, so I don't. So I mean, based on that, I don't. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any denying that the the, the revenue uh, that that comes into into the Premier League probably does make it the most commercially attractive league in Europe because. All the numbers point point to that it is. And then, obviously, with with that sort of money coming in, I think this is where the second point goes to is that obviously, with that's like I said, the money coming in for those clubs, they they are able to buy, you know, the world's best players. You know, forget Ronaldo and Messi for now. Obviously, they've been split up now, so obviously they're not both in La Liga. But I think the quality of players that are in the Premier League are some of the best players in the world you know you've got players like Harry Kane that pained me to say that best in the <laughs> but, world best yeah, in the world Chris you know, you know there's no denying that the amount of goals he scored in this this actual year and even last year you know he was up there with, with, with the best you've got players like Aguero basically half the Man City team <laughs> but it's 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 the money that that they're getting for these things, that they're then able to go and buy the best players. When you look abroad, like when, like I said, when you look into Spain, you've got you know you've got Real Madrid, your Barcelona, your Atletico Madrid. Obviously, Barcelona have got Messi. He's probably one of the most commercial players I think there probably is in the world. But I don't feel that these other leagues in Europe have as many quality players as what the Premier League does. And you, you look in France, you know, PSG, they've probably got 11 players that are, you know, some of the best in the world. But who else, if, other than PSG, you had Monaco two, three seasons ago, but everyone's seen what's happened to them in the last, in this season. They've, you know, they're, they're literally like fighting for relegation. Mm. So we've got, so... When I looked at it, so you've got in our league, I would we call it the top six, don't we? You know, yeah. Chelsea, Man United, Man City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham. In any order, just because I said Tottenham, thought <laughs> <laughs> them last. But then you look in the other leagues, Germany. You've probably got Bayern Munich and Dortmund. In Italy, you've got Juventus, possibly Napoli. And then, like I said, in Spain, the Madrids and Barcelona and in France, PSG. I think that our league is more exciting than the rest as well. When you look at, like we say, the top six, I think we have the games that are played are, are probably at a higher level than what most of these teams. Because you see teams, play, teams like Barcelona playing, you know, some some team in Spain that probably wouldn't would probably get in the championship in our league but yeah. well see I I found a really interesting website and there's 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 a bit of backstory behind this as well but a website called Sports Keeda 
I don't know if you've you've ever come across yeah, I've it. Heard, yeah, heard of them. Yeah. So so they they did a I don't think it I don't think it was a poll. So I don't I don't think it was something where people were voting for it, but they did the, the top five uh leagues in in Europe, but it wasn't just based on finances, so it was based on the level of teams that are in the league, uh the individual players that are in that league, and also uh, success within European competitions, and I was really surprised at how it how it came out. So it started at five and then went back up. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree that these are the five the five best leagues in Europe, but I'll give them to you in order. So in fifth they had um, Liga in France, in fourth they had the Bundesliga, and then third was Serie A, and then you're obviously left with with the Premier League and La Liga. Yeah. And I was absolutely convinced about who number one would be. And I was convinced it would be the Premier League, but it's not. They've got the Premier League in second and La Liga as the top league. And I, I think if you if you actually drill down a bit deeper, I, I'm not sure they're wrong. Because if you if you look at so I, I kind of I agree with what you're saying, Chris, about when when the Premier League comes around, when before the season starts in August, th- th- there's probably like you say, let, let's just say there's the top six teams. You you pretty much know that one of those six is going to win the league. If you agree, yeah, yeah, but. Out of those top six, you almost know that there's there's probably that there's one, two, maybe three of them that are actually going to win the league. Because if you if you put Arsenal and Spurs in the top six, for example, I mean, as much as I'd love Spurs to win the league, I, I I'm not sure they they will. Um, and the way United are at the moment, so let's just say for argument's sake, it's City, Chelsea, and Liverpool that can win the league. But if you go across the other top leagues in Europe, I don't think there's that much difference. So if you if you look, so what I did is I looked at all the leagues since since the year 2000 and how many different teams had actually won that league. So here's some here's some hardcore stats for you, Chris. So in the Premier League, there's five teams since the year 2000 that have won it. In La Liga, there's four. In Serie A, there's four teams that have won it. In the Bundesliga, there's five. But do you know how many how many teams in the French league have won the league in since the year two thousand? Eight. Yeah, you got the same stats as me, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> we, we we should have prepped better. But eight eight eight, yeah, eight teams. Eight teams in the in the top league in France have won. Yeah, won. I was surprised when I saw that. You know, because you, yeah, I think you just automatically assume that PSG have been dominating for the last six seven years. But I think when you actually look into it, Marseille and Lyon, you know, they you know in the in the two thousands they were, you know, up, right up there with with PSG. Uh, and did um. Has Monaco won the league? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, now. Monaco won it quite recently. Yeah, in the last like three or four years. 
but uh, so uh, I don't know. I, I think if you if you took, is there much difference between Man City winning the Premier League or Barcelona winning La Liga or Juve winning Serie A or Bayern winning the Bundesliga? I, I think there's an, well PSG in, in Liga is probably slightly different because I think they're head and shoulders above everybody in that league. But I, I don't I don't actually think there's that much difference. No. I, I, I think, think you can I think you can say the top six have got a chance of winning it, but you you almost break that down again and so you, you say City, Chelsea or Liverpool are going to win it. But in Spain, you say Barca, Real Madrid or Atletico Madrid are going to win it. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to I'm trying to make a comparison to to say I, 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 I agree with you about the players, but I'm, I'm sure you I'm sure you've done the same thing. But if you look at the Ballon d'Or winners um, in the same uh, sort of time period. So, if you look at f- from 2008, for example, there's only three players that have ever finished in the top three of the Ballon d'Or vote that play outside of Spain. So, in the last ten years, so uh, Ribéry in 2013, Manuel Neuer in 2014, and then last year Neymar. So, apart from those three, every player in the top three last 10 years has played in Spain and I know I know it's Messi and Ronaldo but there's there's over the last 10 years there's always been a, another player who's taken third place and they, they've played in Spain crazy isn't it? and you look at like especially like the Champions League over the last sort of like 10 years 10 15 years this is kind of dominated by Spanish teams um, it, it, it is it is for the teams that have won it, um, but the, the Premier League is is certainly up there. So uh, f- three three wins for Premier League clubs and six runners up since two thousand. Yeah. So that they are they are second only to Spain, who have had nine nine victories and three runners up in in the same time. Right, yeah. And it's the same, almost the same for the Europa League as well. I believe so. There was like a, a period. I think three years in a row, wasn't it? The Sevilla won three Europa Leagues in a row. So that, I think Spain have been sort of the dominating team in like the the two European competitions. Um, but yeah. But, but uh, what, what do you what do you think it is that that keeps um, top top level players so if, if you want to put not so not just in obviously because Ronaldo's left now but you've got you've got Messi in Spain you've got Ronaldo in Italy you've got Mbappe and Neymar in in France why why is it you think that these top top level players because I think I think you look at someone like Harry Kane or you look at Hazard and I don't think you can deny that they're sort of world-class players at the top of their game, but are they in the same bracket as your your Messi's and your Ronaldo's and your Neymar's? Why why are they not coming to England? I well for for Neymar and Mbappe, I would say more Neymar at the moment, but I'd say money probably has something to do with it. I think for you know the amount that they're getting paid in PSG, I don't think. 
probably only Man City that could probably afford their wages, I would have thought, in the Premier League. And as for Messi, I, I, just, I just think he's, you know, he, he loves Barcelona. I don't think he'd ever leave Barcelona. Um, but yeah, obviously Ronaldo recently moved to Juventus. But with, I think Ronaldo is very um, driven by success and he wants to play in probably all of the top leagues before he retires and, and wins the league. You know, he's like, he probably wants his name in the Guinness Book of Records for person that's won most league titles in, in different leagues. But, um, but, I, I, but I, I, I do still think it's... I think it's, especially for Ronaldo, it's still all about the Champions League. But I think he... I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Juventus will probably win that league quite comfortably, but I'm not. I'm not convinced that Juventus are, are going to have a. I mean, they've got, obviously got a chance of winning the Champions League, but I'm not necessarily going to say that they're. Do you know what I mean? That they're yeah, that they're well, up there. So the I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure he. The difference that Ronaldo will have this time round is is that Real Madrid. He did have you know, seven or eight world-class players around him playing. And, and at Juventus, you could probably only say probably four, maybe, world-class players there. And most of them make up their defence. Um, but, yeah, I think that's that's going to be the main difference. I don't think Juventus have a good enough squad to win the Champions League, I wouldn't say, at, at this moment. Um, but obviously, you know, Ronaldo, he's obviously gone there for a reason. He obviously believes he can do it there. So, yeah, I'd I'd still love, I'd, you know, I'd love players like Neymar and, and Mbappe's probably, you know, he's young. He's still got a long time to go yet. But you're going to be talking crazy amounts of money to to be getting, you know, Neymar and Mbappe in the Premier League. You know, well, I think just, you're just... going to be hitting two over two hundred million to sign one of them now. I would imagine. Yeah, I just think, well, absolutely, considering Neymar went to uh, PSG for, well, not not that shy of 180, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, they're, the they're not going to take a loss on him, are they? So. No, but I think I think I think the whole money thing's a good a good point, which but it's it, it's relatively contradictory because the Premier League's the highest grossing league in the world. But I think um, I think Pogba is is Pogba the highest paid in the Premier League? I think he he's, he's 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 up. there or thereabouts, but yeah. I, I I think I don't know. I, I'm I'm doing this from memory, so it, it may not be 100 percent accurate. But I think I think Neymar's double what Pogba gets. I think and Neymar's. I don't think Neymar's like the highest paid in the world. No. So so I so I guess that's the gap. So from from a Premier League perspective, you you'd have to absolutely break any sort of wage structure that you've got wouldn't you to to kind of get them there I suppose and I think Ronaldo and Messi are probably at the wrong end of their careers that, that you would sort of well I don't know I was going to say that you, you, you'd you sort of put, t- take a punt and put a lot of money into getting, to, getting them into the league I'm not sure whether whether they're at the, the, the point in their career where that, that would make good business sense. Well, yeah. probably would commercially from endorsements. But, and Yeah, uh, you think with Ronaldo, with Ronaldo as well, I can't remember the exact amount, but when he signed for Juventus, their shirt sale, shirt sales like almost like tripled or quadrupled 
or something silly mm. like that within within like seventy two hours of him actually signing for the club. So, and I would have thought it's probably the same for people like Neymar and Mbappe. I would have thought eighty percent of PSG shirts have got a name a number on the back. I would more than likely take a guess. It's probably one of those two on the back. So it's, yeah, it's, I think it's, I think that the, the clubs they have to think about as well when the you know when they when they are selling a player. You know, they're not just selling him; they're selling, you know, his sort of status. You know, his the, the things that he can bring to the club, money-wise. So, I think that's and, that, and that's I think a lot of you know of world football now is is more money-driven than ever. Mm. Do, uh, do you think? Do you think something like um, take take Man United for example? So, they're not having the best season. Um, do you think? Do you think something like that, where you've got such a high-profile club globally, um, and probably, I mean, since the Premier League started, they are probably the sh- the shining light of 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 English football. That when they when they're not doing as well as they have done in the past, do you think that that sort of brings the brand? I'm, I'm trying to compare it to other teams. Um, in I know I know Madrid aren't. Real Madrid aren't having a great season in La Liga, but they're always there or thereabouts. Do you know what I mean? So that the top, the top yeah. three or four teams are always consistent. But if you've got someone, the, the pinnacle, if you like, of English football over the last <clears throat> couple of decades, and they're not performing well, do you think that brings the level of the league down at all? Uh, I would say it probably does. Yes, because um, like when Chelsea think- finished tenth. No, a couple of seasons ago. I don't know what you're talking about. I reckon you've written 10 down accidentally when they won the league. Um, Because obviously with, um, I don't know how much you you know about, but obviously with the, when you qualify for the Champions League and things like that, you get, it's like a point system. I don't know if you've heard about this. Like you get... um, it's like a, a point. So over your last five seasons of how you've been in Europe then goes towards like classifications for leagues and things like that. So it kind of like varies. Like So obviously Premier League and Spain are at the top, so they get four places in the Champions League. If you've got teams like Man United that don't qualify for Europe, that can have an impact on how many teams in the future that we may be able to get in the Champions League. But it would probably take not just one of the teams, it would probably take at least two or three of those top six to obviously stop come dropping out of Europe, other teams going into Europe, it would, you know, I don't know, classification sort of thing, but I know that through football manager. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you know it from Chelsea being in the Europa League. Uh, but yeah, that will, that will harm... It's going to harm them. It's bound to harm them, especially in their pockets. If, if you know, if Man United don't qualify for Champions League Europa League this season, you know, they, they, you know, financially that is going to hit them in some way. I know that they're probably one of the richest clubs in the world, but it's bound to make a dent. Something it'll make a dent in, you know, their ticket sales because they won't be be having European games. They won't be making any money from those. So I think it does. So- I think it does impact. So, 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 what do you think from from a perspective of saying um, 
the, the Premier League. Where where do you stand on it, Chris? First of all, Did, are you are you agreeing that the Premier League is is the best league in yeah, the world? Yeah, I, I agree. At this present time, the Premier League is the best league in the world. I what, would have what, said two, three seasons ago, I probably would have said Spain. What what um, makes it the best league in the world for you? I just I just think the overall football on the pitch is more attractive than most of the the football around the world. I'd say our games are, are high, more highly competitive than what they are around the world. I've, you know, I think that the fa- the fans as well. I think we've got probably the most passionate fans in the world, um, and that goes on to when you see like England play in internationals. I think England have one of the best you know followings. Around around the world, uh, it's it's loads, and even the players playing on the pitch, the, the quality of players in the Premier League is by far the best. Um, I could go on for hours, but yeah. No, but I I don't. I, I'm going to agree I'm with not you. Bo- I'm not bothered about money, to be honest with you. The money side of it doesn't bother me. No, but I think the I think the money bit is is a key part of it, it is, because it I is, think is, I think I think the fact that. That the Premier League and the rights to the, the TV rights to the Premier League are sold to so many different countries around the world tells you that it's the most entertaining uh, league to watch. I mean, I guess we we may be slightly biased because uh, for us watching we support teams in the Premier League, watching Premier League football is a, is a lot easier for us than it is watching. Italian or German or Dutch football or French football it's a lot easier for us to to watch Premier League so we're more exposed to it um uh, an aspect of of the of the Premier League that I really enjoy and I, I don't really know for sure what it's like in other countries but it's the analysis it's the post match stuff that's done it's the it's the pre match build up it's all that sort of stuff which I think makes it the the most certainly the most entertainingly to watch um and i think as a as a sort of combination of the the competitiveness of it and the level of players you've got in it i i don't think the best players in the world play in the premier league but i think if you were to put put a Premier League team together, for example, and play them against a combined team of um, players from other leagues, I think you'd find much more of a mix within the Premier League side. If you went to Spain, for example, apart from probably Griezmann, the team would be pretty much made up of Real Madrid and Barcelona, if you agree. Um and I think probably the same in, in Germany, for example. You, I think you'd probably be stretched to put someone who wasn't in, in the Bayern or Dortmund team into their combined into their combined team. So I, I think I think based on that, I'd probably agree with you. I'd probably say it is it it probably is the best league in the world. So I think that's 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 good news, Chris. That we uh, we kind of agree on that one. We're getting used to this. We're getting used to the. Uh, agreeing on with each other on on the topic but i think that, that was a good one that was a good that was a good topic to talk good about topic. i think there's yeah. there's there's lots of um there's lots of factors to take into account when we're making that decision but and um a million different opinions on this topic as well yeah so, absolutely absolutely i mean 
I'm not adverse to watching other football across across Europe. Not not at all. Um, I just you kind of get sucked in by the bigger games. I think like the Barca, Real Madrid, Dortmund, Munich, that sort of thing. But no, good. So uh, we will just move on to predictions uh, quickly. So. Uh, although there was an international break, uh, as we spoke about last week, we did keep predictions in in for this week. So it was from the the games in League One and League Two. Uh, not a great week for Mike. He got a, a solitary five points, um, but still doesn't put him bottom, which is a positive. Um, so this week we have Scott. As our as our guest predictor, and it's the return of the Premier League, and uh, we have snuck Spurs Chelsea in, Chris. Interesting. <laughs> I think you've Can gone for yeah. you've gone for a draw. Yeah, you? I went for a draw. You I'm have good. no faith, got no me. faith whatsoever. So we've got every we've we've actually got every result covered there. So Chris has gone for a draw. I've gone for a heavy Spurs win. And uh, Scott's gone for a heavy Chelsea win. So one of us will be right. We'll just have to wait and see. So, um, yeah, so Jamie still tops the uh, predictions table with um, with his huge score of 30. Uh, but it was a low-scoring week last week all round. I think you won it, didn't you, Chris, with 15, 15 points? Oh yeah, I got 15 points, but I got, one, I got one spot on and one correct. So it wasn't great. Uh, no, uh, it's sort of dropped both of our averages. We're, we're hovering there or thereabouts, but we're uh, we're nowhere near the top. Every time I see Jamie, actually, he asks me if he's still top. I think he's um I think he's desperate to get his hands on a trophy. But we'll, we'll see how to, see how the rest of the season goes. But yes, yeah, so th- this week uh this week we've got a guest predictor Scott. So, so you want the 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 teaser answer because I I think. I've been trying to think. I li- I literally I, I can't think. I'm just I'm just gonna say. Do you know how the goal was scored, Chris? No. Right. It was a penalty. It was a penalty. I'm oh. I'm really I'm very surprised you don't remember. That's that's all I'll I'm giving say, you. I'll just say Spain. I can't think of any now. Oh, no, completely wrong. It was Switzerland. No, it was Spain, mate. oh are you answering next week's teaser question as spain well you're still you're wrong it was um it was switzerland from the penalty spot i'm doing doing the teaser next week it will be how many goals did chelsea win against tottenham how many goals did they score and they're winning against tottenham it'll be an easy one for you it'll be four i should should know the answer to that (laughs) anyway um so, yes, and um, speaking of the Spurs-Chelsea game, uh, we have had a little discussion about it beforehand, and I think we're going to try and do something after the game where I'm going to record my kind of review of the game at, straight after the game. I think Rich is going to try and do it at his end as well, and then we'll put it into the podcast Um just a brief summary, because I think you'll be able to tell by the tone of our voices whether they've probably won or lost. I'll, I'll be interested in that, Chris, because <laughs> in the past, whenever 
whenever Spurs have beat Chelsea, you you normally turn your phone off and you are uncontactable. Well, yeah, well, I've got. I'll have to. I use uh, the wife's phone. <laughs> if that happens. <laughs> yeah, I do. I am one of those people that will just go silent for a day, just because I know it's just painful to see it on all social media, people messaging you. It's just not worth it, to be honest. I guess. I guess the way we can um, summarize what what what's going to be on next week's episode is. It will be very, very heavily based on on that match, um, but depending on, it'd be boring if it's a draw, wouldn't it? If it's a draw, then it will just be a normal podcast. Yeah, normal, normal tone to our voices. Um, I, th- I, th- I think a win either. I, th- I think a win either way will um, pretty much take over the podcast from from whatever side, yeah. from whatever side gets the victory. But it is. It is worth mentioning at this point so our special topic next week which is something that is um very relevant at the moment so next week we're going to be talking about the introduction of var into the premier league for next season and um how we think it will change the dynamic of the league and whether it's a good thing or whether it's a bad thing and how it's being used in other countries and how it was in the world cup etc so uh, that's obviously based on the announcement last week that the, the Premier League is planning to introduce it next year. About so time, that, maybe. Well, yeah, but well, without without going into too much detail, obviously without ruining it next week, it, it I think it takes away a lot of the the discussion. I think it takes away a lot of the if you turn on the radio on a on a Monday morning, a lot of the sports shows are all about decisions that were made wrong and all the controversies and things like that. And I guess VAR removes it's removes an silent. element of that. Silent. Yeah, we'll actually have to talk about the way teams played and stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, more the stats, game changer, I suppose. Literally, but yeah, so that is um, that is everything for this week then. So. Um, just uh, just one last thing. Obviously, um, give us a follow uh, on Facebook and a like. Just follow on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for you from the Sideline Podcast on any of those three and we'll be at the top. So just, yeah, just um, and subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment. Yeah, so that is, that is it from me. Uh, so goodbye. Yeah, and uh, goodbye from me as well. Speak to you next week.